Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We're caught up with Alex Heath, CEO at Ethos Gold today, part of the Discovery Group of Companies. Just started a drill program last week on one of their projects, Park Rocky. And we also look at what's going on in Newfoundland, uh, sort of frothy and exciting over there. Can they take advantage of that situation and what's going to happen with the rest of their portfolio of projects we run through uh, the business plan strategy little talk a little bit about the team too so we want our thoughts and opinions on this conversation the company itself its plans you can find that at cruxinvestor.com alex how you doing sir doing well good man now we've we've not met or spoken before uh, i know you're part of the discovery group and you're part of their portfolio of companies so i'm really keen to uh to hear about this so where are you are you also based in vancouver I am, yeah. Actually, I'm in the Discovery Group office right now. Oh, fantastic. Good. should recognize the <laughs> view from the window. Um, excellent. How have you been? Had a good week? Had a pretty good week, yeah. It's been uh, pretty exciting times at Ethos, so uh, ready to kick it off. Okay, well, cool. Well, why don't you uh, kick off with a one-minute overview of uh, what you guys are, and I'll pick it up with some questions from there, okay? Yeah, so Ethos is a Discovery Group company, as you'd mentioned. And we are, we are a discovery group to, to the exact definition of that. We are looking for early stage opportunities. We've got a portfolio of projects all within Canada with a fantastic team uh, ready to make a discovery. Beautiful. Okay. I want to get into this because, like I said, we've not met before. Um, and Jim Peterson and, and, and a few of the guys from the other companies, and they've all been kind of, they've kind of laid it out for me. So I'm looking at you guys. you got a stack of projects. you got a lot on your plate. Uh, I just wondered what the order of play was. How do, how do you come at that? Why are you sitting with so many assets in here? It looks like a little dumping ground for uh, projects and no one's decided what to do with yet. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, when I first joined the company last year in November, that was the kind of proposition. Was We have all these projects and that was that a good thing or a bad thing? So <laughs> I had to kind of figure out what the strategy was. And so Craig Roberts, who was the CEO at the time, he sort of explained it to me and, and it makes a lot of sense is, you know, we're looking to make an early stage discovery. We don't know where that is, but we do have a sense, you know, generally what we're looking for. And those are district scale opportunities. So we've gone to various areas within Canada. We're in BC, we're in Ontario, we're in Quebec, we're in Newfoundland, and we're looking for large scale. So in terms of size, we're talking 20 plus kilometers in strike length of properties. And we just don't know which one's going to hit. So all of these uh, projects that we've got are option agreements. So we can, you know, stage each one of our projects uh, according to the risk level. So, uh, you know, as you advance these projects, you spend more and more money, right? Till the point that you're at the drill stage and you're spending million plus dollar budgets. Uh, we obviously had at the time when I joined 11 projects. So you're looking at, you know, 10 plus million dollars. Um, that's not really feasible. However, the way that we're advancing it is, you know, you spend ten to $100,000 at stage one, and if it passes the test, and, and we're looking for projects with good karma, you know, we're, we're trying to be blown away, you know, exceed our expectations. And if we aren't, we move on. You know, we drop the project, we vend it off, and, and we're, we're going to be mercenary about that. 
a mercenary seeking karma. I love it. It's, it's a nice picture. <laughs> um, but let's, let's talk about that because I think, you know, you've got a lot of generalists coming into the mining space, uh, investors, right? And they think all mining companies have a discovery. It's a question of now, you know, all this money they're going to make on this mining company. But it's not, it's not the way it is. You guys are sitting on lots of options here. You're lots of optionality. you got, you know, a reasonable amount of cash here. You've got to prioritize the order of play. So let's let's talk about projects with good karma. Let's talk about what you're looking for because to, you know stuff with district wide scale. They're few and far between. So with projects you've got, you're going to talk to me today about Perk Rocky. I, I suspect because your drill program has just kicked off. But why did you start there? Why yeah, not, so why, why 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 not uh, too good in Newfoundland? Newfoundland's in all the newspapers at the moment. People are very excited about that part of the world. Why didn't you go there? Well, I think it just comes down to the details, right? It's all very nice to have a portfolio and you can just throw money at it uh, and advance all of them, or, or maybe you're right, just go straight into Newfoundland and start drilling. But the reality is uh, just logistics. Okay, there's seasonality, there's snow on the ground, or right now because of COVID, that's a, that's a consideration that you have to have is getting people within that Eastern Atlantic bubble takes a certain amount of time, quarantining. You also have to have access to people because it's such a rush in Newfoundland right now. Finding people, finding equipment, finding hotel rooms is a logistical nightmare. So what we did is we took a look at our entire portfolio earlier this year, uh, as well as the capital that we had and sort of looked at it realistically and almost like a logistics game here in terms of which projects could we advance and at what time. And then we looked at how much capital each one required in two sort of phases. So there'd be a phase one program, which is sort of initial groundwork and phase two would be drilling. Um, the reason we went with Perk Rocky was kind of twofold. One, it's the most advanced project that we have. It's at the drill ready stage. So it doesn't need really phase one expiration. It's already been done. And secondly, um, you know, access to capital. We had BC flow through, we raised a little bit more to top up and we could get in there right away in terms of the timing with the snow. So it was, it was sort of, that was the, the thinking. Right, okay. And how much cash have you got today? So we've got over $5 million cash and then working capital, we, we just um, uh, vended back a project that we had in, in, um, in Nevada and we got uh, six and a half million shares of a company called Nevada King. So those shares are worth uh, north of $4 million. So we're sitting on about $12 million of working capital at this point. Right, but, but, but cash is king. Cash allows, is the stuff that actually allows you to do anything. Optionality on shares is, is, is some point down the line. So, so, you, so you've got a bit of cash and you're going to be spending, well, I saw a million bucks on the drill program um, for, for Perk Rocky. Why only a million? Is it? I mean, what? What? How do you kind of cautiously move this thing? What well, seems to be cautiously move this thing forward? And why at that pace? Why not throw two million, three million at it? Right. So we looked at it um, basically risk reward. So a million dollars would give us four drill holes, maybe a little more, more like two thousand meters, and each each drill hole is about five hundred meters each. And we are we're drilling the centers of very large porphyries. So. You know, we, we would be reasonably sure of a very small program that there would be something there. We'd either hit massive alteration or we might even have a discovery hole within that. And we have the optionality with those kinds of results to either increase the program or just drop the project. If we hit nothing, there is nothing there, 
we're not committing to spending more money than is reasonable for that level of, of projects. Right. So this is you know extremely high risk, high return type play. So invest, what type of investors you're looking for? You I mean you're sitting on? There's a lot of retail in this, is there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is speculative, right? We're 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 shooting for the stars. We're looking to make a discovery. And so Kodiak, which is kind of a sister company to ours within the discovery group, that's sort of what we're trying to replicate. You know, they had a, a big interval last year of something like 0.6 copper equivalent. We would be over the moon with that. And you can see that in, in their market cap went up to over $100 million and they were able to raise $12 million from tech. So that's kind of the same procedure that we're having, but that's just one project within our portfolio. Right, so given it's part of the discovery group, why isn't an asset like this, where it's you're, you're after copper gold going into one of the other portfolio companies, would you do the hard work and then shift it off elsewhere? I mean, how, how, does, how does this entity make its money? Is it just a, is it, is it a portfolio development? portfolio development company? I mean, how do you describe yourselves? Yeah, the, I guess we, we kind of see ourselves as uh, a little bit opportunistic in that sense. I mean, we, we kind of went out and we decided that we wanted to make a discovery and you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So we've, we've organized, you know, now it's, you know, it's nine projects. We had more uh, a couple months ago, but we've, we've ended off a couple. But uh, yeah, it's we don't know where it's going to be. We're we're not uh, naive enough to think that we could have one project and and this is the end all be all. Uh, we think we can advance all of them sequentially, and you know, given the right kind of market, we can finance each one. And you know, if the project's too large, like for example, Perk could be a massive opportunity here. Um, there are similarities to Oyutoldoy in Mongolia, and at that point, uh, we would look to get a partner. To help us, right? But but is that what is that what I'm buying into? Is this kind of it, almost project generator, explorer t- type thing where you're? I'm trying to work out how you make money because am I in this for a long haul? Are, are you working projects up to a certain point, farming them out, bringing strategic partners? I mean, how how do you play this? Yeah, we're, we don't see ourselves as a project generator. We see ourselves as discovery oriented. So we're we're trying to make that original original discovery and hold on as long as we can and add value. I mean, we do have quite a large technical team led by Rob Carpenter. I mean, we've all kind of played this game before. And the idea is not to just get a sniff of something and then sell it off and make, you know, double our money. We're looking for, you know, massive upside. Right, okay. Okay, so we're, we're on, on Perk Rocky. Um, drill program, 2,000 meters. Doesn't sound like a lot. How much more money are you gonna throw at this, this thing? Uh, it depends, right? If if, if we if we uh, have a a nice hole coming up, we would definitely increase to ten thousand plus meters. I think that would be a good initial drill program. Right. So, what do you what do you know? Why again? You come back to the point. I, I, we picked Perk Rocky because it looked the most prospective. What what did you have on it? What data did you have there versus the data that you've got on the other projects? Right. So we've owned Perk Rocky since twenty nineteen. So we've done quite a bit more work than some of the newer projects. And uh, so running our project right now, it's, it's uh, uh, Al Wainwright and Dan McNeil. Uh, Al has a PhD in geology and he did his, his dissertation on Oye Toldoy. And he's come up with a checklist and it's fairly onerous. Uh, if you were to run a lot of these other targets within BC, uh, not a lot of them would pass this test. So what we have is a lot of check marks in terms of you know, scale, um, alteration on surface, copper gold mineralization on surface, 
um, various different vectors that point to uh, a cluster of porphyry targets. And, you know, I was just talking to Dan, he said, you know, if we make a discovery here, it's not going to be a surprise to a lot of people because we have all these check marks. And so that's kind of how I look at it is, you know, we, we try to do as much legwork as we can to point to something that has a, a very good chance. And a very good chance in mineral exploration <clears throat> is still a very low probability overall. And that's why we have so many projects. Right. Okay. So you'll make, you'll make this, when's, the, when's that drill program finished? When's that decision get made? What's the timing? Uh, so we're making decisions on the fly. We just finished our first drill hole. And uh, as we drill, you know, we'll, we'll take a, you know, we don't, we don't know what the assays come back with, but we can kind of tell alteration, uh, what kind of uh, host rock we're into and make those decisions as we move forward. And I would say that uh, even after one or two holes, we can make a decision pretty quickly on whether we increase the drill program or, or drill deeper. Right. And then, so I'm just looking at obviously your current market cap, et cetera, and, you know, cash available to you and you've got equities sitting off to the side, which, which is all great. But so if, if you finish this drill program, it's not quite delivering on district wide scale for you. You have not, you don't think you've got the ability to make a discovery. There's still value in it. You would flip this off to someone with slightly lower expectations. Is that, is that the way it works in this business? Possibly. I haven't really thought of it that way. I kind of have like a binary view of projects right now that, right. you know, let's say Perk Rocky is a complete dud. Uh, we would just drop it. And what that does is it actually allows us, because it's an option agreement and we have cash payments and share payments. You know, we try to make the decision quickly to before we have to make the decision on whether we hand more cash and shares to the vendor. And so that's kind of what's coming at us is, you know, there's this wall of, of, of payments that we have to make and we have to quickly advance each one of our projects before those those decisions no, have, I, have I, to be made. No, I understand the, the, the option agreement um, process, but I'm just trying to work out if there's some sort of arbitrage where you've you've got that option. Is it, Would it be worth slightly more to another party? Are you allowed to option your option? So I was just wondering how, how, they, the, how you structure it. Okay. Yeah, it's a little complicated. You, you can definitely option an option. You know, you'd still have to pay the shares to the vendor and then you receive someone else. Uh, but another scenario would be for Perk, for example, we hit a long, you know, altered interval, call it 100, 200 meters of 0.1% copper, which is not a discovery, but it could be very interesting to a major who could say, listen, you're going to need to spend a lot more money than you have. And maybe we would you know, enter into a joint venture agreement or, or even vend it to uh, someone like that. And then at least we're not having to commit to tens of millions of dollars to a project that, to, and this is back to that question of karma. You know, we want to see, you know, our expectations blown away, right? So if we're, if we're kind of underwhelmed, that's when I would look to do something like that. Okay, okay. No, it's just interesting. I just want to understand the mindset here. You know, some people would be happy to just slog away because there's money in the bank. They're getting paid a salary. It, it, it's, it's fine. It'll, another good one will come along eventually. You're like cold, mercenary, cut, move on, next. So, so what is next? What is next? I would, so in our portfolio, we've got nine projects. There, it really is more of a, by jurisdiction, I'd say BC is one jurisdiction. We have two projects there. We have five in Ontario, but four are sort of contiguous land packages. It's an iron formation. That's called um, uh, the Savant Lake project. And there's also a, a few other ones that are contiguous. Uh, we're in Quebec as well. We have a very large project there called Shefferville. 
it's 60 plus kilometers of strike. So I would say it's either Shefferville or Newfoundland. So the last piece of the, port, <laughs> the puzzle in our portfolio here is we actually have quite a large uh, project, 115 square kilometers, 100 kilometers north of where Newfound Gold is drilling. I'm glad you mentioned them. That's that's good. Good marketing. Um, but, but all serious, in all seriousness, everyone is plowing into it. It's the it's the new fun area to to go, and most brokers are are pushing it, and everyone's seen success in terms of uh, market capitalization for Newfoundland, uh, Newfoundland Gold. You know, whatever it is, nearly two billion, which, which is insane. But a lot of wannabes coming in there and wanting to play the same game. Um, is that tempting to play the market rather than go after what you seem to have done as the most prospective property? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that there's a bit of um, self-fulfilling prophecy in, in these kind. And I've seen this before where the market caps get ahead of the companies and yet then they're able to raise money, but then they make a discovery and it sort of feeds the cycle. And, and that's okay. That's kind of the business that we're in. And the way I look at it is uh, our Newfoundland project, it has a good shot. I mean, we've got gold on surface. Uh, we haven't really been promoting it because it, you know, geologically speaking, we, we don't have as much data as we do for the other ones. And so if we were just completely ignoring the market, it, it wouldn't take uh, precedent over, you know, Shefferville or what have you. But, you know, there's, this area hasn't been explored significantly. And so you may be sitting on an area that that uh, you can advance quite quickly and make a big discovery. So we are, you know, cognizant of of what the market wants, and we we do need to kind of play the game and feed the market what it needs. Right. Okay. It's I, I, it's and, and it's interesting. I guess there's lots of ways to play the market, and there's lots of ways to play building a building a business out for sure. Um, just on um, the so you're saying that potentially too good is. The, the second most preferable project, that's the one you go to next in terms of it just feels right for kind of fits the brief. I know you don't know much about it, but in terms of the opportun- opportunity of saying, let's, let's follow momentum in the market. We've got a project there that makes sense to focus there. Or have you got something which is a bit more fundamental based on, you know, in terms of the, the information that you've got about it? Yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting way to think of it. Um, we do have a large enough a group of advisors, technical advisors that we put them on each project. So Dan and Al are advancing the BC properties. Rob Carpenter is sort of in charge of Ontario and he's got a a group of people that are helping him there. Then we have Rob Brzdowski, a PhD geologist, sort of spearheading Quebec in our Shefferville project. And in um, Newfoundland, we have a group of of, um, geologists working each one. So we're actually advancing all our projects in tandem but in terms of you know which one gets to drilling because that's ultimately how you test these things it's not all about you know superficial grab samples it's ultimately you need to drill a hole and and come up with a discovery shefferville uh we're getting we're going to be there very shortly on the ground but in terms of what it takes to get a drill permit and to actually get the drill turning and you know after you've come up with some targets it may not be number two Newfoundland may actually be number two because it is, we can advance it quickly. We already have targets on surface and we can get a drill permit much more quickly. So it may just be that the logistics work out um, such that drilling at uh, Newfoundland happens next. 
Right. Okay. I mean, you've seen a real bump in the share price recently in, in, the, in the past couple of weeks, which is fantastic. That's off the back of the news that you're starting drilling, I, I suspect. Uh, is, or is it, do you think that the benefit of having someone like Crescat come in and invest has, has helped as well? I think it's a, it's probably a, a few things all happening at once. So it definitely happened kind of in tandem with the press release announcing Perk Rockies drilling. So we had you know a lot of share volume there. But I also had a lot of phone calls on Newfoundland. So, you know, pe- people calling and asking me, you know, why aren't you promoting Newfoundland more? What are you doing in Newfoundland? Um, so it, it, those are kind of the two. And then obviously Crestcat closing today, I think just, you know, they're, they're a little more helpful as, as, you know, strategic or institutional investors than sort of a passive fund. Yeah, well, that, that's why I've been asking about the Newfoundland. You know, there is a momentum there at the moment, and I wonder how you guys choose to play it. Because you know, I think we've seen the Discovery Group. You're very, you know, you're fundamental, fundamentally driven, typically across the group. You know, and do things the right way. You know, do you, but I'm intrigued whether you take advantage of the market or is it just you expect it's a temporary. Uh, thing and um, you'd rather kind of get on and, and do things the way that you had originally planned because when you came in in November obviously you know I, th- I don't think the Newfoundland story had really kicked off we interviewed a few companies from there and people weren't that interested until I guess three months ago four months ago um, started to really really move so you know it, 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 your, head, your head hasn't been turned I would say, based on my sort of experience and, and seeing some of these hot area plays, that we would probably accelerate our program. And part of it is coming back to something that I think Jim Peterson has talked to you about is, you know, some companies that probably shouldn't get capital are going to get out there. They're going to raise it. They're going to go waste the money or, or use it inefficiently and spoil the party for the rest of us. So if, if we're trying to be t- overly systematic and, and too thorough to come up with drill targets, the window may all of a sudden close because some of our uh, peers have gone in and spoiled the party for the rest of us. So I would be inclined to actually maybe accelerate things a little bit. I mean, we're not wildcat drilling. We're, we're, not, we're still going to use science to, to the extent we can, but I would probably be a little more aggressive uh, just because I'm concerned of, of what might happen to a, a hot area play like this. Okay, interesting. Okay, um, do you want to? Okay, well, like, I think I think we've kind of covered everything that um, we wanted to talk to you about, and I guess it's really a case of what you guys do next. You know, what the drill program looks like um, for you at uh, Park Rocky, and what you know decisions you make with regards to too good. So, let's stay in touch. Let's know how you get on. Okay, absolutely. So, I'd say that the, in the next few months here. Uh, Ethos is going to be advancing each one of our projects, but specifically, there'll be lots of news from Perk Rocky as we drill that project. We'll be putting out news on the advancement of our Newfoundland project and as well, our Quebec project in Shepherdville. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.